Hey, beautiful people. My name's Taylor, also known as Priceless Tay. And I'm your co-host, Teddy Rosario. We want to welcome you back to What the Finance. Hey guys, welcome back to WTF. Today, Tadia and I have a very special guest. She has over 60,000 followers on TikTok. She is based in Montreal, Canada. Her name is Ritu. So say hello, Ritu, introduce yourself, let us know a little bit about you, your age, and so on. Hi everyone, my name is Ritu. I'm from Montreal, Canada, born and raised here. I'm 21 years old, studying business right now, and while I was bored in quarantine, I basically started my account on uh, TikTok and Instagram, just making some content on stocks, trying to educate others, and yeah, here I am today with Taylor and Tedia. <laughs> Whoa, you just started in quarantine? Yeah, like two, wow. three months ago. <laughs> TikTok is such a phenomenon, guys. If really? you're not on it. Get Taylor, on. say it. Get, on. Get yeah. on it. I just have to point out for our viewers right now, typically it's the other way around. So obviously you guys know that Tadia is from Montreal, Canada, and I'm from upstate in New York. But today we have two Canadians in the house. So anybody who's listening who's Canadian right now, I know some of my followers uh, are, and I know a lot of Tadia's followers are. So you're going to be hearing a lot more about investing and IRAs, investment retirement accounts, specifically for some Canadians. And yeah, we're just going to get into it. So Tadia, Canada represent. Sorry, yeah. I say <laughs> it. Today's episode: What the finance? Would you let your excuses cost you money? So today, I want to start this by saying that we live in a world of, of overconsumption. What happens is that we spend too much, except maybe us three, because we, we know that finances are important and we take this to another level. But unfortunately, it's not everybody. And so that's why we're here. That's why we're making this podcast. And it's okay if you realize that you spend too much, that you, the first step to actually see some changes is acceptance. So accept the fact that you probably need help or you want to set yourself to be in a place to change. So first step, it's to be on this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. And to me, why do people spend too much is it's all in the head. It's to me, it's all in the head. I know like marketing right now with businesses are trying to get into your head and you need to have the mindset to say no and just say no, say no, say it with me. One, two, three, no, I'm not going to spend. I'm not going to buy that coffee. I'm not going to do this because I'm going to make sacrifices to have something bigger. When you're saving, you want something bigger. You have a goal. You want a car. You want a house. You want to travel. So if you don't let yourself think bigger, nothing's going to happen. You're going to keep over spending. So what do you think, Rithu? Why is the reason people spend too much? I think that the main reason that people spend so much is because they don't track the cash coming in and the cash leaving their bank account, right? So many people, they just receive their salary and then they're going to be like, oh, I just got paid. Let's go spend. And they're just going to be like, oh, $2 here, $5 here, but they don't realize that it adds up right? $2 um, every single day goes a long way. And if you would save that, invest that instead of spending it, 
the only way you can really do that is by tracking your expenses. And I think that once you realize what cash flow is, you honestly are already one step ahead of everyone else. Um, yes, yeah, so you point out something really interesting about cash flow. And the other day, Taylor made a TikTok about cash flow. And we had negative comments about, oh, isn't that basic? Or those people yeah. must know that. But unfortunately, like you said, it's a problem. People know it, but they just, they really, it's just, it comes here and it lives here. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, my, my TikTok, like Tadia said, there were so many comments on like, oh, we know this is so basic. Why even bring this up? And there was so many other comments were like, wow, this is so helpful. Let me save this. How do I save this? Uh, I love this stuff. And so I think it's really important to start from the bottom, like Drake said, and go all the way to the top. <laughs> um, the bottom that we hear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so speaking of cash flow in and cash flow out, um, Tadia and Ritu are actually doing an awesome giveaway with uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book. And oh! that really elaborates <laughs> on cash flow in and cash flow out and the importance of understanding, okay, this is the money that I'm coming in. How much do I have to spend on my expenses? How much do I have to have fun? And how much do I have to invest and put towards a savings account? So Ritu, I'd like to know a little bit of your tips maybe on how you help uh, your savings account, how you let that grow and blossom. And yeah, so first of all, before starting to invest, I created an emergency fund. So because if you don't have an emergency fund, what's going to happen is that if you put everything in investments and let's just say, you know, God forbid, but you get into a car accident, then where is that money going to come from to repair your car? You're going to have to sell your investments. So before selling your investments or even getting into investments, it's really important to have an emergency fund. Now, what is an emergency fund? Well, it's money that you keep aside in a but I would prefer to put it in a high yield savings account that at least give you, you know, 2% return and not like 0.0001, like most checking accounts. Um, and within that savings account, I would have six months of rent, six months of insurance, food, all of that stuff. So, you know, you are ready to take, um, you know, action if you need some money potentially before just dumping everything in investments. So that would be a tip for me, um, from me, six months of um, living costs in a high yield savings account. Especially with COVID-19, we just yes. realized that everything is uncertain. Everybody struggled. Well, not everybody, of course, to people who had emergency funds and stuff like that were definitely in a better place. Mm -hmm. um, Taylor, tell us about one tip you have. That you do. I 100% agree with Ritu. Yeah. Before even going on to investing, you should make sure that you're able to pay your bills month to month. So if you're having trouble not paying, if you're having trouble paying your full statement off on your credit card, you are nowhere near ready to invest. Investments are never guaranteed. And so like Ritu said, having that three to six months of savings for your cost of living, like she said, insurance, food, your utilities from your house, your house expense, maybe your mortgage or your rent, um, even your car and gas, all those kinds of things really need to be in position. The way in which I demonstrate this is like the money tree. So you start off with your seed of budgeting, you water it with some great credit score, getting into your savings accounts. And then you have this small tree that's not yet full grown called the money tree. 
you have all these different opportunities to grow different branches saying one can be investing in the stock market, one can be investing in the foreign exchange markets, all of these branches, hypothetically. Another one could be turning your side hustle into a business. Um, and so these branches, they come back to the trunk at the end of the day. However, the branches can fall, they can get struck by lightning, but typically you'll always have the root, which is your budgeting, your credit score, your savings accounts right at the bottom. So it's really important to get that trunk and foundation set and then move forward to where the money actually works for you and it allows it to grow even further. I love this money tree. And I think that what waters it is your mindset. I know like, I keep saying that, but it's your motivation. It's the fact that you want to make some changes because nobody's going to go ahead and make a budget if you know they don't, they don't feel that they're in a bad place. People don't even realize that living paycheck to paycheck is so scary to me. Um, I personally, I don't work. I don't receive paychecks, but when I used to, Never I would live paycheck to paycheck. And that's not to brag. It's just to show you guys that I feel gifted and I'm so happy to be able to be in a position to show you guys how it works to manage money properly. Right. So are you, are you comfortable telling us like what's your spending like? Like, do you feel like you're doing a good job managing your spending because we all have things to buy, honestly. So how do you make sure it doesn't take over too much of your paychecks and your bank account? So first of all, I work 24 seven, so I don't even have time to spend money anymore. Okay. <laughs> so that's like my current reality right now. Like I work from morning to night, but the thing is honestly, because I work so hard, I have a hard time just wasting money. You know, once you understand the value of money and what hard work is, you're not just going to go buying, you know, purses every day and shoes every day. You know, of course I treat myself, but it comes with understanding the value of money. You know, when you understand what, how hard, how hard you work for $200, you're not just going to go and spend it on an evening. And I am the perfect example because I used to blow money like it grew on trees. I would literally go shopping and do this and do that. But no, now I understand the value of money. I understand the power it has. I understand that if I continue saving my money now, investing it in 10, 15 years, I could be set for life. And when you understand things like that, you are not going to go and, you know, waste your money on little things that don't even, that you don't even need. Mm -hmm. I 100% agree too. I'm in a similar position. Um, I work 24-7 as well. And a lot of people know me for the girl that does not drink Starbucks and is super against buying these like $6 large, whatever, venti, whatever, whatever it is, um, <laughs> drinks. Yeah, yeah, venti, venti. You can see you don't go to Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so coming from a position where I do see um, the value of the money is super, super important. And I think really, once you get there, you will notice too, like Ritu said, the first step is understanding cash flow in versus cash flow out. Once you start seeing, okay, this is how much I'm actually spending and how much I have to invest or how much I have to save, you are going to start cutting down on your subscriptions, maybe for Netflix, you're going to stop going to, 
going to Starbucks and getting your favorite drink or buying that new purse or makeup, makeup so expensive, um, shoes, perfumes, all that kind of stuff to create this money tree. And like Ritu said, 15 to 20 years from now, guess what? You won't even have to work anymore. You will be in a position where money will be working for you. So you can do the things that you want to do at the end of the day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's actually addicting to see your money working for you. And I wish like all of you guys listening to the, to this podcast, you will allow yourself to get to experience that feeling. It's awesome. Um, speaking of investing, Ritu, um, so if someone here wants to start investing, what are the best financial tips you want to give them and tricks? Okay, so if we go with individual stock pickings, sit down and make a list. Where do you shop? Where do you eat? Do you go to Starbucks every day? Well, you're already familiar with Starbucks and their business and what they serve. So you already know maybe 10% of the business. Now, continue with that list. What other products do you use? What other companies you're familiar with? And since you already know these businesses, maybe it would be a good idea for you to further your research and maybe even invest in them. I always say to stay in the known. Don't go with companies you've never heard of. You know, my first investment was in Apple and then my second investment was in Tesla. And these companies are so popular and I already knew what they were doing. So if you're a beginner, you don't have to overcomplicate things. Just look at even your credit card statement. Where have you been shopping? And just go with companies that you're already familiar with. That's so true. People struggle with finding like the place to go but the thing is that some people want to just copy us and our portfolios but we don't have the same profile we don't like the same companies and believe in the same companies so in the end it's really investing it's really about you and building something for you so you cannot just ask Ritu hey girl what's in your portfolio what's the best stock to invest what should i do like no you need to find out the things that you want to if you believe in walmart because for some reason you think walmart's going to be there for 20 years and you go to walmart and it's your go-to place maybe go invest in walmart and i'm going to invest in other things that maybe you you won't understand and it's important because if you don't understand the company i believe in when they're gonna have a red day or a bad day you're just gonna panic and sell because you don't understand the company and you're gonna lose money and some people also they're young like us but they don't like risk and they don't want to put their money in tesla because tesla is a is volatile let's just say it like it is and maybe you just want to go with etfs so Yeah, investing is is about you. Let yourself find out what are the things you want. I agree with what everyone has said so far. I think taking a look at it from a beginner standpoint as well, it's taking a look at your financial situation. And speaking of, Tadia brings up a really good point of risk to reward and risk management. So investing in individual stocks or the tech sector I suppose, is going to be a little bit more riskier and more volatile than something than that of an index fund, which follows uh, an index like the S&P 500 or the Russell or the Dow 30. And so basically for those who are listening or watching right now, an index fund follows a index and it's a conglomerate of stocks or companies similar to let's say you have a grocery 
cart, right? And you're choosing from different aisles of the groceries. So let's say maybe your fruit is going to be the tech sector, your vegetables can be the energy sector, your meats and stuff like that can be the uh, retail mm -hmm. sector. And so it's important to consider the risk to reward right now, especially within the stock market, the tech sector is falling a lot. And so it's important to diversify and keeping that risk in mind, especially going on to index funds. So I want to ask Ritu, do you have any particular index funds that you like, or maybe you would uh, elaborate a little bit more on? Yes. So I like VFV, which is a Canadian index fund. Um, it tracks the S&P 500 and it's also under $100 Canadian. So if you're a beginner, um, it would be perfect for you, in my opinion. Of course, always do your own research look at what they're holding and so on. But, you know, it's around $80 Canadian. Even if you're not Canadian, you can still invest in that index fund. Or I also like VU. Again, the exact same thing. It tracks the S&P 500, has some great holdings, well diversified. Love that one. All, all kind of factors that I try to see in um, index funds and they have very, very, very low expense ratios, which is what Warren Buffett always says, go with an index fund at low cost. And those two index funds do that great. Exactly. So one tip, well, actually VFV, it's kind of a ver Canadian version of VU. So check it out. <laughs> um, one thing that ETFs are good for beginners, and this is why we always advise it. It's just that for the principle of diverse, diversification. So when you're an investor, it's super important to not put your eggs in the same basket. So if you can be as much diversified as you can, and I know some of you guys start with small amounts, that's why ETFs and index fund can be perfect for you guys, because then you start putting small amounts into the markets and actually you can see some results um, in that are not going to be too risky and um, in X period of time. So I like these for real. I think it's important to note with these is that if you start developing these healthy habits right now, seriously, you may be able to reap the benefits much later on in life. So a lot of times with these index funds, they are slow growth because they are not as volatile as something like Tesla or something like Facebook, Amazon, Apple, specifically the tech sector. And so if you develop these healthy habits right now, if you're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20, 30, even just getting started, it's so, so, so important. And if you really have that goal too of retiring early on in life, these are a great place to start for that income. Fantasy Invest helps players to test their stock market insights and develop their analytical skills. It is a amazing way to learn how to trade without money. Also, it is extremely safe as you don't spend your real money trying to predict what's going to happen next with stocks, just like Tesla. It's available on the App Store and Google Play. Download Fantasy Invest now. So speaking of retirement, you've mentioned it. I know in Canada and the US, we don't have the same type of principles so yeah so i, I hear explain. a lot about yeah go ahead yeah i can explain a little bit about 
Roth IRAs and 401ks and a little bit about how the US system works. And for those who are in the United States, it's important to listen up to Tadia and Ritu as well too and see how global finance actually operates. So first, I guess we'll start off with the famous Roth IRA. This is an investment retirement account or individual retirement account. And you can start these at any brokerage, which is a person or a company that will allow you to invest into some of these companies. And at the end of the day, what happens is, is that if you contribute month to month, your compound interest will continue to increase and therefore years after years of doing this and investing and giving a small contribution, you seriously can become a, a millionaire, no cap. Like seriously, the Roth IRA is where it's at in the United States. I'd love to hear you read to and Tadia on what it's like to be a Canadian citizen and, and what opportunities they have there for retirement. Riti, I'll let you go ahead. Yes. So we have the RRSP or RSP retirement savings plan. And, you know, you have a contribution limit every year. You can contribute to uh, your RSP and buy investments within that account. So you don't pay any taxes when you withdraw your capital gains once you're retired. Honestly, like the government is literally giving you a free pass to have an investment account. And a lot of people don't know the benefits of these accounts. And people think that, you know, you can, it's hard learning about it, but you can literally just go on the Canada Revenue Agency's website. That's where I get all my information. And it takes, what, less than 10 minutes just to read everything, the benefits, uh, how it's tax sheltered and so on. It's free. Just go on internet and look it up and look at the benefits because it's literally free money if you use it wisely. Yes, I want to add that with the RRSP and um, tax type of like vision, if you do put money in your RRSP, it's going to be deductible from your taxes, but then you cannot really take your money off. So when you put money there, be certain because if you take your money, if you decide, if you put money today in your RRSP and you decide to take it off in five years, you're going to be taxed on that. Um, And then technically you're supposed to only take that money off on your retirement or where you're going to be 71 years old. But then there's an exception that you can take it off to buy your first house, but you're going to have to reimburse yourself. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, I don't want to discourage you to put money on your RRSP because you should, but at the same time, just be mindful to put the right amount for you that an amount that you won't need anytime soon. So again, it builds up with like, have your emergency fund, and diversify putting money on investment that you that investment that actually maybe money that you will need maybe in 10 years 15 years i don't know but when we're talking about rrsp we're talking about 40 years 50 years so be mindful to put amounts that it's exactly that you won't need anytime soon yeah and i just want to add something Um, A lot of people don't know that, but when you withdraw funds from the RSP, you lose that contribution room forever. And that's something that a lot of people don't know. You know, if you withdraw $5,000 this year from an RSP, that room, that contribution room is gone forever. So really use that account and put that money in for investments and then forget about it. You know, think of yourself as it's locked away until you're 65. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that definitely goes for the Roth IRA too, for those who are in the US listening right now. Exactly the same principles, your contribution matters. So every single month, I don't care if it's $20, $100, um, up to $500. Right now in 2020 for the Roth IRA, I believe it's $6,000 maximum contribution that you can make. Um, but that does not come back to you. So it's important to try and put as much money as you can towards that while also keeping in mind, this is where it gets a little bit complicated here, keeping in mind to diversify like Tadia and Ritu said in that emergency fund, in that uh, another investment account that may follow an index fund or some individual companies. If you wonder, why would I care thinking about my retirement right now as I'm 19, 20 or 30, so maybe 30, you'll start to, you'll start to be aware that it's important, but often people just don't give a fuck about it. Good. But so anybody want to jump in and say why you should do it? You can retire a millionaire much sooner. For example, you know, Taylor was saying that you can retire a millionaire and you actually can. And the sooner you start, the better, you know, I don't know it from the top of my head, but if you start today, I'm 21. Um, I think at the age of 40, 45, if I continue investing and maxing out that contribution limit, I can reach my millionaire goal by the time I'm 45, 50. However, if I start at the age of 25, 30, then it's going to take much longer. The sooner you start investing, saving, you know, being financially literate, the better. Exactly. It's just that it's simple maths that you'll realize that technically you should retire by the age of 60 ish. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to be in our future, but the, like the lives, uh, I think um, we can live humans right now around like 80, 90 years old. So if you do simple maths, that's 20, 30 years of you not receiving a full salary. So that's a million, that's more than millions, million of dollars to live comfortably. And you cannot build a million dollar overnight. So often people realize that too late they don't have enough money for their retirement. They live, they finish their life like just being not comfortable and not doing all the things they wished they had done. It's just awful, awful, awful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is just one healthy habit that you can do in your finances. The whole topic for today is why the fuck would you let your excuses cost you money? This is exactly a perfect point here. If you start investing right now into one of these uh, investment retirement accounts and you maybe let's say you don't go to that party or you don't spend money um, hanging out and eating with friends all the time, I know that can get really expensive. This will really help you reap the rewards much later in life and guess what? You won't even have to work since you'll get an income just reinvesting that money. And I'm sure I'd love to hear Ritu's. Um, do you do any dividend investing? Do you have any tips or tricks on that for our viewers? Yes. So first of all, I always look for dividend aristocrats. Dividend aristocrats are basically companies that have been listed as giving dividends for 25 plus year. Um, this to me as an investor just tells me that, you know, they're very loyal to their shareholders and 25 plus years, like, wow, bravo to them because companies go through hard times. And if they didn't cut their dividends, that just shows how loyal they are towards their uh, shareholders. Now, one of my favorite uh, dividend aristocrats is Johnson and Johnson. And also because I use their products and I'm familiar with the company, um, there's also AT&T. 
But personally, what I do with my dividends is I use the method DRIP, which is Dividend Reinvestment Plan. And I use my dividend income to reinvest in um, other uh, stocks or that same exact stock. Now, this is completely up to you. You can also use your dividends as another form of income, you know, pay your bills, buy yourself a nice thing. Really depends on your investment goals as well. But personally, because those dividends are, de are uh, deposited into my brokerage account, I'm not going to take that extra step and withdraw that fund. I'm just going to use it to build more wealth. So that's just something that I personally do. Mm -hmm. Just to be sure for our viewers who don't know what are dividends, dividends are the profits of part of the profits of companies that are distributed to the investors. So you're really passive income at this purest form. You just receive cash in your brokerage account. Um, I personally do not focus on dividends, but I know they are so worth it long term. It's just that when you start, I'm just going to tell you the truth. When you have smaller amounts, you receive maybe cent of dividends, one dollar of dividends. So it might be discouraging, but dividends adds up. So it's definitely something I want to look more into and I'm hopeful you guys would do. Do yeah. you, Taylor? Yes. Yeah, actually, um, two great ones are TD, Toronto, Toronto Dominion Bank and BMO, Bank of Montreal. These are like Canadian. Ritu said, yes, they're dividend aristocrats. They've uh, had dividends for such a long time. It's only been increasing and they're super great too. And I believe it's an achievable price at an achievable price point right now for some beginners as well too. Yeah, yeah and they're like dollars Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly, yep. All right. I think it's all the questions we had for you. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you, get, thank you, Ritu, so much for being here. Um, I definitely am in love with your personality, your TikTok. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me. We're doing a giveaway. So um, by the time you see this podcast, the giveaway will be over, but we'll have plenty more giveaways coming up for you guys for sure. Yes. Thank you so much, Ritu. Please let all of our followers, viewers, if you guys are listening right now to this podcast, Ritu, where can we find you? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube and TikTok. It's R-E-E-2-M-Z, Ritu-M-Z. And yeah, my DMs are always open. If you need help, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Again, Taylor and Tedia, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on here. I'm so grateful and you are both lovely people. Thank you. <laughs> we'll definitely see you again soon. You've been listening to WTF What the Finance with the one and only Teddy Rosarian. And last but not least, Taylor Price. Make sure to receive all of the updates on WTF by texting WTF to 424-226-5797. Message and rates may apply.